Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Bigfoot Collectors Club. Big Harry Summer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness i'm your host michael mcmillan with me always is your other host bryce johnson and our super producer riley bray hello boys happy big hairy summer we're in the final weeks i can't believe it the dog man days yeah oh nice yeah yeah i love that every time we say it it sounds we forget that we said it the week we're like before. that's pretty good it's always <laughs> did, did we say it the week before yeah we said it the week we before. It several several times yeah and then wow. i think it was also a theme on the patreon in like 2018 so it's yeah. been it's it's been All around right. for a while it's been one, years. Years. What, what, what more can we ask for? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um well, listen, it's gone by too quickly, but we are saving the biggest stuff for the end of the summer. Uh, you may have heard the announcement last week. More details are coming in, so we'll keep you posted. Save the date, August 24th in Los Angeles. We are doing a live in-person show at Two-Bit Circus in downtown L.A. Yes. Two-Bit Circus is this really cool venue. It's got a huge room with games, a bar, food, all that stuff. And then there's a theater inside of there. We'll be inside the theater. Doors open at 6, shows at 7.30. So you can come at 6, play some games. Your your uh, admittance, your admission, I should say, to the, to the show includes like a $20 uh, card to buy drinks and play games. So it's a yeah. fun package we're having a bigfoot 65th birthday bash at two-bit circus on August it's big 24th. it's bigfoot's birthday party you gotta be yeah. there this yeah, is you the gotta type come. of place michael and i would open if we had millions of dollars just sitting around collecting yeah. dust exactly so <laughs> a bunch of those games are vr too there's like a flying game where you can like be a dinosaur and like it's pretty yeah. it's a pretty wild place there was yeah. a life-size game of Hungry Hungry Hippo. I mean, I mean, all kinds of cool just stuff. Just one. I, There's only one hippo, though. It's just yeah. one hungry hippo. He ate the other hippos. We were there for a, a business meeting walkthrough, and I was like, that guy, oh, cool, look at this. Bryce, get back. Come back over here, Bryce. Right. We got to right, talk. On, hold on. 
Yeah, classic arcade games. We got it all. So you can come, play some games, get some drinks, get some food, then come see our show at 7.30. If you're out of town, our friends at popsylounge.com will be live streaming the event so you can get tickets to the live stream as well at popsylounge.com or in person at 2bitcircus.com. And of course, as with all of our shows, we're going to have some very special guests there. So stay tuned for fun announcements on our threads and Instagram account at Bigfoot Collectors Club. So there's that. Also, I want to remind everybody, summer ain't over yet. So make sure you stop by our store at store.bigfootcollectorsclub.com and pick up your big hairy summer tea. They're already selling out. I know some sizes are gone. So get in there and get your shirt. It's This is a one and done, baby. So get yeah. this shirt before it goes away. <laughs> Mine arrived and it's it's already become my favorite summer tea. Yeah. It's Caitlin great. was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this week's episode. We have an expert episode this week. We're going to be shooting from the hip here with a with a dear friend of ours. He's been on the show before. Bryce, I'm going to let you do the honors of bringing in our special guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without further ado, let's just bring him right in. Our next guest needs no introduction. You know him from hit shows like Expedition Bigfoot and Paranormal Caught on Camera, one of my other favorite shows. Mm-hmm. He's the author of the Monsterland book series, the best-selling Monsterland book series, and he's the perfect person to discuss all things big and hairy. We're talking about, welcome back to the show, Mr. Ronnie LeBlanc. Welcome back, Ronnie. Ronnie. What's up, boys? How oh, are you? Ronnie, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, It's been a long time. I, I know. What? So we have a couple things we want to talk to you about today. Yeah. Uh, you know, generally speaking, we'll get into all of this. Uh, we first of all, we need to catch up with everything that's been going on in Monsterland and everything that's been going on in your world. And also, I want to talk a little bit about how do we approach Bigfoot hunting, for lack of a better term, questing, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. uh, in 2023. I know you're a guy that's got great, uh, you've got great ideas and a big imagination. So I'm really also looking forward to just picking your brain about, are we going about looking for Bigfoot in the right way to to begin with? Um, but also, we've had a problem all summer long. <sighs> the, 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 the summer that we don't theme it after aliens, we keep yeah. getting invaded by aliens wet hot alien <laughs> summer just keeps striking back yeah ronnie would you like to talk aliens with us yes please great please all yes. right well then get re- ready riley bray because we have some Peace. <laughs> really stretch that one out there. Wow. <laughs> All well, right. As I'm sure our listeners must know by this point, UFOs are back in the news and hotter than ever. That's right. On July 26th, uh, there was a congressional hearing. Uh, former intelligence officer David Grush, the aka the whistleblower, testified uh, at a congressional hearing where he detailed government efforts to hide information about alien encounters. I want to uh, refer to this New York Post article I read, written by none other than friend of the show, Ryan Sprague. Wow. Uh, Nice. Somewhere in the Skies podcast. Ryan says, on a warm summer evening in 1995, my father and I witnessed what we believed was a UFO hovering silently over the St. Lawrence River in central New York State. 
I was 12 years old at the time and had no idea what I was looking at or how drastically that encounter would affect my life. Fearing ridicule, I didn't speak about what I saw for many years, but I did begin researching UFOs and would spend the next three decades interviewing witnesses like myself who claimed to have encountered alien spacecrafts, along with former military and intelligence officials who alleged that information on UFOs was being hidden from the nation. But no matter how many claims I heard, the public simply refused to pay attention until now. This week, a House Oversight Subcommittee held an unprecedented public hearing on UFOs. The hearing included detailed testimony by, among others, the former intelligence officer, David Grush, who's become known as the UFO whistleblower. The bipartisan-led effort was a response to an increase of UFO reports by military pilots, along with stunning claims that the United States was in possession of, quote, craft of non-human origin. The movement to expose the government's involvement in apparent UFO cover-ups began back in 2017 when the New York Times revealed highly secretive Pentagon-run UFO program ATIP, along with investigations into supposed encounters between UFO and U.S. Navy. So suddenly, the topic of UFOs took on a level of gravitas I've been waiting for since I was a kid. Uh, sorry, Ryan, I'm going to back out there. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> we heard it enough. Uh, um, yeah, but and I guess the big bombshell was here. Uh, Grush talks about in these recovered spacecraft programs, they were able to get their hands on some, quote, non-human biologic biologics, uh, otherwise referring to alien pilots. A little green right. man. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> what's your take? What's your take on I, all this, man? You know, it's like. The idea that they go from UFOs to UAPs and, you know, the idea of just like, just say aliens, or just say pilots, but the, the non-biologics, I think that was huge. Uh, the multidimensional piece that he brought up, I think that's the bigger news that's not getting talked about enough. Unpack Ooh, that Tell a us bit. about that, yeah. Well, the uh, he, he brings up the holographic principle, this idea like that, in our world, we're creating the shadow. It's almost as if uh, from these other dimensions, uh, the idea of seeing these lights is actually a signature as a shadow of them kind of coming through into our dimension. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that this is how they're coming in and out, I think is really interesting that he brings that up. And, and obviously the, the, the biologics, uh, non-human biologics is huge because that says these are not piloted by you know humans there's there's something else behind and this could be something that's a mix of um almost like a cyborg type thing ai we don't know but but the idea that there's something else uh and then we've we've heard these stories of them having bodies um going back to to nixon showing jackie gleason and, and, yeah. and everything else mm -hmm. right so i i think it's a huge win for um the ufo world and i still think there's elements of um reality that i think is is going to be impacted where people are going to understand that, okay this the idea that something can potentially read your your mind telepathy and, and pop in and out when it wants to wherever it wants to is a, is a scary thought mm -hmm. yeah now, now i want to i want to take this opportunity to pick a fight with a scientist uh, over the weekend, Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> yes! tweeted. Yes, thank uh, you, Bryce. <laughs> to be clear, 
all animal, plant, and microbial life on Earth minus humans constitutes, quote, non-human biologics. Way to poo-poo it there, Neil deGrasse. Do we really need to do that? This, wait a this minute. Is, this is his, this is his yeah. way of, like, you know, he's been saying, there's no aliens, there's no aliens, and then there are congressional hearings saying that there's essentially aliens, and he's still kind of like, well, it doesn't necessarily mean. It's like, shut up. Well, yeah, I right. actually... I think there's like, well, wait a minute, you just ran into uh, making our point for us where, look, if this is non-human but terrestrial, and you're telling me there's some sort of animal or plant life form out there that's here, that's flying around mm -hmm. in, these, in these things, then that's then then we're still in alien territory, know right? That. Because yeah. that, we want to know about that. that yeah. then, we're, then we're in like Bigfoot territory. Then you're talking cryptids. You're talking yeah. about another species intelligent species that we're sharing the planet with well then great you know what i mean we'll take that yeah. answer too Absolutely. I, I i feel like it's been a couple of years since i've been on the show the podcast and um prior to us my wife and i the kids moving to our new house which is on elm street right next to lemister state forest <laughs> oh boy no way place, i amazing. swear to god uh <laughs> she, we were looking for a house forever and she finally finds one and it's like right right down the road but prior to that, and uh, Bryce, I, I don't know if I told you the story, but we were in the garage and we we're talking and uh, something had brushed my wife's leg. And she's like, something just touched my leg. And we we're kind of like, continue talking. And then maybe a minute later, same spot, something hit her leg again. And she was like, Ronnie, something like brushed against my, hit my leg. What? So we're kind of like weird. And we were talking about, I brought up the fact of uh, when we move to the new house, we're going to be closer. We're going to experience some weird stuff. And then after the third time, she said it felt like a, um, like she felt feathers. Okay. Weird. Like, like a wing. And she goes, I'm getting like fairy vibes. Mm. That's what she said. And I go, uh, I think we need to go outside. I think someone's trying to get your attention. So we get up out of the garage and we start walking to the house, which is a short walk. Our driveway is not long. And as we're walking out, we look up. I look up above the roof of our house and there's a red, reddish orange, the size of a bus made of plasma, like what we, you would describe as a Thunderbird, a Phoenix, a what? dragon. I swear to God, <laughs> moving and chasing after a green one. And they were like dolphins swimming in the ocean above the house. Um, I was literally like looking at my wife, like, are you seeing this? Like my jaw dropped completely silent and they moved across the sky. And I was like, what the F, you know, <laughs> we then I had this feeling to like, just stick around. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Let's yeah. let's stick around and see what else might Time come to... through, right? I think Top yeah. Chef is on. Let's go inside. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> I was like blown away what what I, we just experienced. I mean, they're huge, and I I was like, I have a feeling something else is going to be coming through, right? And a, a minute or so later, we see this green ball of light spinning, glowing, uh, and following the same path like it's on some kind of railway, and after that, we see off in the distance something kind of coming in like a, a, a sparrow, how a sparrow would fly where it flaps its wings and it drops down a little bit and then it comes back up. 
And we see this thing coming, following that same path. And my wife pulls out her her phone and captures us a few, four, like three or four seconds of this thing flying over. Yes. All completely silent. But it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm witnessing not nuts and bolts UFOs, but living beings, like celestial beings. And, And I just got that vibe of Thunderbirds. And the wow. fact that you talked about the feathers touching her leg. And I had um, a psychic medium tell me there's I have some connection to the Thunderbirds. And I was like, all right, that's super cool. But what does that mean? And that was prior to this uh, experience, which wow. was f- fucking weird. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, I, 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 I never, if someone said they exist, I would still be like, eh. But yeah. after this, I was like, okay, I kind of understand that these things are more like, celestial almost like angelic looking or what have right. you but seem to be that same material of like the orange orbs kind of like that that well, fire flame kind of um how and I found, yeah, oh, go sorry ahead. go on no 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 i was just no keep going please well i i was trying to find online if there was anything similar to this and it looked like there was a video of someone witnessing the same freaking thing of mm. a red um like phoenix like Thunderbird chasing after a green one. The same kind of hmm. situation. Um, and I got to try to re, you know, find where that was because I'm trying to kind of, um, I'm curious if anybody else has actually seen this, but I just find it fascinating why, you know, these little, this little skinwalker ranch type places having this kind of hmm. stuff happening all around. It's like, holy crap. The, uh, when you say, Two two questions. First is yeah. the shape of it. Like how much detail did you see? If this was like, was yeah, it so, sort of like loosely the shape of a bird, or was it like, oh, I can see feathers, an eyeball, a beak? Like no. how? Okay. So so imagine uh, something. A uh, great question. Imagine something kind of made of of flames that has this this form that seems to be kind of changing shape as it goes. You're not seeing any like eyes or facial features, but you're seeing what would be best described as a dragon, okay. right? Wow. Like um, like a Chinese dragon or a fiery phoenix or a Native American thunderbird. Okay. Maybe they're all the same type of thing, but that's what was like perplexing. And the way they moved was very serpentine-like, very dragon-like. Uh, mm. And how and I just got that feeling of like this was like watching dolphins swimming underwater, but up in the sky. Wow. It was awesome. And I was so pissed that I did not, boom, just start recording. Right. And, you just yeah, but I didn't want to take my eyes off of it. You yeah. know, I was just like this. And and my yeah. wife, I was like, snaps out of it, like <laughs> pulls out the phone. So well, I got a couple. I mean, Ronnie, how how did, first of all, how did your uh, wife's photos come out? Did those, were, were they? So, so there's a video and uh, there's like four seconds of it. And strangely, uh, I know I have it on my drive, but it, it's not on my phone anymore, but I know she has it. Hmm. She freeze frames it right before, like it, it's flying over, you know, it's 930 at night. So this thing's glowing like whitish blue and moving in that same fashion, almost like a smaller version of those, you know, Thunderbird type things. But I almost get a vibe like something different. Hmm. But there, she freezes it for a moment, and you see wings. No, yeah, wow. and so that I the other feeling of like this this angel or angelic or some kind of feeling was just kind of like the fact that it had almost wings. And I'll 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 
I'll go through a phone after this and we'll, I'll try to get uh, the video and the screenshot of it, but oh, please um, do. Our listeners it was, love that. It was, yeah. it was pretty incredible. And like, if somebody else told me this, you just kind of would go, okay, you know? Right. But, um, and it reminded me of another guy that had um, experienced a lot of strange stuff. And I talk about him uh, in my second book, this guy, Tom, uh, who was seeing these strange lights. He lives not too far away. Um, and he witnessed something similar. He described an orange flamey thing, something the size of a bus, seemingly taking off from his backyard, from the woods, from the back, like taking off like a craft. But then I started wondering, it, could that be that same type of thing? Sure. I don't know. But yeah. um, I, it's I'm wondering if more people are seeing this kind of stuff just over the past few years. Um I don't know. How far, how high above your house or how far off was this stuff? Lower than where a, what a plane would fly. Okay. Like, like enough that that's what fascinated me was the timing mm-hmm. of walking out and turning. And then it comes right into view. Like, wow. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. and it was level enough that I could clearly see it. So if my, if my roof is here, it was like this much over my, my house off in the distance Hmm. um i I couldn't really judge altitude wise but enough that you're like okay it's like lower than a a, what a plane would be flying and just seeing it going across i'm like what in the it was and it seems to be this sort of personal anticipatory experience i mean the the feeling the the strange feather in your garage almost as if it was like you know, they're coaxing, for you both yeah. coaxing you out, summoning you to 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 be a part of this experience. And, uh, you know, I've always said it, you know, and, and, and people who have read your books, if they haven't, they should go get them. But, Ronnie, I feel like you're just an antenna, man, for this type of <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, you are yeah. tuned in. And I always credit a lot of more of the higher straight, the high strangeness, uh, a lot of the stuff that we experience on Expedition Bigfoot. I'm I'm like, that's because Ronnie's here. (laughs) And I'm so grateful you are, you know, it just uh, can you I mean, you know, talk about that. Well, it's interesting you you say that, because um, one thing that popped in my mind as you're talking about that is uh, and I think I might have mentioned this before that Amy kind of has. The shine as well, where she uh, she had seen, and we might talk this about about this before. Uh, Wachusett Reservoir, um, which is known to have reports of people seeing gray aliens hiding behind trees, peeking behind trees, UFOs oh, coming in and out of the water. Uh, and she was working at Wachusett Country Club, which had a beautiful view of Wachusett Woods and the reservoir. And where, where's Wachusett's? Uh, so Wachusett Reservoir is. 10 minutes from Monsterland. It's um Wachusett Mountain is a is another big uh area around here that very um Native Americans consider a lot of this these areas kind of sacred. And for the for our listeners at home, what in, state in Massachusetts. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, yes, Massachusetts. Uh, in Central Mass. And um so she was um working at night, and it was during the fourth fourth of July, which Ironically, it's one of the top two days where people will have a UFO sighting because we're looking up. But I also think there's something about the fireworks that they're attracted to. Hmm. So they were cleaning up. They're closing. There was her and another girl at the time. And the fireworks were going off in the distance. 
And to the right, they saw what looked like a firework. And the girl said, hey, that one's going in the wrong direction. Mm. And it was coming down from the sky and heading towards Wachusett Reservoir. And it was a green ball of light. And it went into the water without making a wake, without making a sound. Whoa. Two weeks later, uh, she's out there again. And this is during the summertime, golf season and everything. And uh, there are about four or five people there. And I believe it was after like a, a wedding or another event. And they see the green light, all of them together, same area, trajectory, and goes into the same spot and goes into the water. And uh, she calls me because a few minutes later, she's witnessing a short, great alien looking thing peeking behind the trees from her yeah and and she was like on the phone she's like there's something behind the tree like (laughs) freaking out so when she gets home and everything we're talking about this she then realizes that she has seen this green light before as a kid she's actually seen a light go into this area called crystal lake from the sky into the lake Wait, Crystal Lake, that's Jason Voorhees. Elm not Street. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> Crystal Lake, man. You're I swear living to God, a... I'm not making this shit up. So, that's so funny. So here's the, here's the interesting thing. The fact that she got kind of like touched in the leg three times. And my number's three. Like I, for whatever reason, I was born on the 3rd, January 3rd. But anyways, she goes outside and she sees this. And the reddish orange thing, I almost kind of connect with as myself and the green one is almost like hers. Mm. And so they oh, were kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. So there's a weird, and I don't know if that means anything, but I just thought that, you know, she also experienced, and I don't know if we talked about this while we're filming uh, for the show. Um, I think we're in Alaska. Yeah. When we're filming, um, we had just moved in the house and seven days later I had to, to leave to go, film she was driving uh right down a road there's a little valley that kind of comes through and we're right next to the state park which is about 80 acres called barrett park our property abuts this thing and as she's coming down she has a couple of the kids in the car it's 9 30 at night she slams on the brakes because somebody comes out of the woods onto the road and she thinks she's going to hit this person Mm. and as she's sliding forward she sees through this person it's a tall being that looks like static electricity on on your tv screen and it goes across the road into the woods and she pulls over opens the door and they're looking to see if she can't hear anything nothing but she said it almost looked like she's like it wasn't like a a, a bigfoot form it was a tall seven foot tall humanoid looking like a tall gray almost yes yes it looked like almost like a slender man is what she equated Mm -hmm. it weird so oh boy this is wild stuff we got to take yeah. a quick break we're going to come back we're going to talk more about this and then i have a couple if we want to still talk about it i have a couple thoughts on this sighting that you had that i want to share yes please hey bryce's weird friends uncle dicky here Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. Oh, hey, Uncle Dickie. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserved products that are not only skin safe, 
but made with safe ingredients. And looking at YouTube podcast jockeys, I can tell you guys are extra sensitive. Wee! Wee! All right, thanks, Uncle D. Easily upset, huh, Mikey? Yeah, we get it. Because you're nerds! <laughs> anyway, that's where Manscaped Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code BCC for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, these fun, fine friends at Manscaped, they wanted to ask me about how Manscaped has helped with my confidence. And I'll tell you what. I guess I do feel more confident using this product. I mean, you look for solutions to make yourself look better any way possible, and um, sometimes those solutions are easy, and I feel like Manscaped is one of those solutions. I love this product. I love this. Okay, that's enough. You're creeping us out. No, I'm just saying. I love the product. It's great. It's so easy to use. And um, yeah, grooming, self-grooming has never been easier. I'll just say that. Look, inside this platinum package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0. Trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, ultra premium body wash, ultra premium two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner, ultra premium deodorant, crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, crop reviver ball spray toner, anti-chafing boxes, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods while you travel. That's so much stuff. Uh, that was that was a mouthful, Uncle Dickie. I bet you know all about that, Riley. <laughs> all right, Uncle Dickie. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. And don't forget to apply their aluminum-free, that's very important, mm-hmm. ultra-premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases, from head to toe and head to ball throw. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BCC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BCC. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. All right. So, Ronnie, when you were telling the story, I was thinking about a past guest we had named Lucas Held, who he had a similar uh, incident. This is back in BCC 81, where Mm. he saw a serpentine like thing flying over his house. He's also had some experiences, I believe, involving orbs as well. Wow. But this thing was black, he said, and it looks like a black snake flying through through the sky but very the way you described it very similar to that so this this does ring bells you know what i mean i think people mm. have mm. had these what what i'm surprised by and i think a lot of people listening would be too is the ability that you have to connect okay if you're if you're feeling something on your leg honey let's go outside and and look in the sky where where does that come from you know what i mean yeah i you know i've really learned to trust my gut and to trust these thoughts that seem to kind of bubble up from somewhere and i've kind of honed in on it and for sure doing these expeditions with bryce is one of the ways that it's gotten more like laser focused Mm. um and it's interesting because we had (laughs) 
I swear to God, as soon as we got here, like stuff started kind of going off because we had um, some weird stuff happening every time we're in the backyard where, and Bryce may know the story where it was like rocks were hitting our shed. Mm. And I just kind of dismissed it as like acorns. Like right now they're starting to drop now, early ones. And, and so, right. but it was almost like a louder kind of bang. And you kind of kept on looking over, and I just kind of paid it no attention. And this went on for a couple of weeks, and then um, right again, right around the same time frame. So I just just dismissed it, whatever. And then Amy was out there uh, again. There's Amy on the phone with her sister on the deck, facing the woods, and she can hear something huge. She says kind of crashing through back there, and she can't see anything. She's trying to figure out what it is, and she's yelling to me and i'm in my office so i don't i don't hear her initially and then uh as she's sitting there and she's trying to look she says she sees and this is a pretty good distance a rock come flying out of the woods what? and then slam into our shed and this is what freaked her out was the rock when you throw a ball or whatever even a rock there's an arc to it right mm-hmm. Right. She said this thing came out like a major league pitcher. It was a straight shot, like it went. And Give it him a heater, hole. Rick. Dude, <laughs> it like, and it made a hole in the shed, and her sister could hear it on the other end of the phone. Wow. So I finally came out, and she's like, "Something big was going," and then a rock came flying out, comes flying out. So you talk about that, that feeling of. Um, you know, where to kind of follow the, these gut feelings. Well, my gut feeling then was text Chris Duncan, remote viewer, and see if he can see anything right now in my backyard. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's Smart. amazing. So, Always good to have a remote viewer on yes. the contact so. list. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, and I go, I know this, this motherfucker is not going to think I'm crazy. So I, I blasted him a text and I said, I was like, dude, I need you to zone in right now at my house and I gave him the the directions, like coordinates, like you would latitude, longitude. I'm like, here's my address, just so you have something to kind of focus it on. Yeah. And I said, Amy just had a rock come flying out of the woods. We've had some weird activity and now I'm starting to kind of put it together. And the way she, you know, I described the whole thing. And I said, can you look and see if you're picking up on anything? And I see him like texting back, right? And the dots are popping up. I'm like, waiting like come on you know <laughs> and he goes you're on to something and i'm like what the fuck what is he talking about he goes i'm seeing a juvenile cloaking throwing rocks at your shed while a parental figure is standing by and watching this go down Whoa. and i was like and i again coming from chris i kind of was like no really like you know when, yeah. when you when he says juvenile we're talking juvenile bigfoot, bigfoot. type creature yes. Wow. Okay. yes you know for those audience members who may not know we used chris duncan on episode three of expedition i mean of season three of expedition bigfoot he hit so many targets to lead oh us God. to those bigfoot nests it was insane how accurate this guy's remote viewing capabilities are not only that what uh, audience members probably didn't see 
uh, is during one of the recap episodes, we put him on the spot. He had no idea this was happening. And Dr. Mayor Maria was like, okay, well, do me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay, I don't have a pencil or a pad. And he was scrambling to sort of find some tools. I don't even think he ever ended up finding a pencil, but she was like, he was like, okay, well, you know, get something in your mind or just a place and I can work from there. And and lo and behold, he went on to describe this childhood memory locale that she found. She was almost in tears. She was like, I cannot believe uh, you were able to, you know, describe to me this place that hardly anybody in my life knows about. So yeah. this remote viewing capability is incredible. I need his number on speed dial. And then, Ronnie, my second <laughs> yeah. question is, is can we have a slumber party over at your place soon? Yeah, dude. I'm trying to see some dragons. Can we can we make this happen? Where we uh, can absolutely. Do, where, we, where we can do, we can maybe set up like an event we can all do together out here, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can do a little a camp out at my house. Oh yeah, backyard, awesome. and we can walk right into the trails. We can go walk up the road to Lumpsu State Forest. We can go through there. Uh, oh God, yeah, that'd be amazing. I'm, I'm in a hundred percent. All right. Yeah. You know, so, I've I've been thinking about uh, this a lot, especially with the UFO hearings and stuff like this. And, you know, doing this show for as long as we have. And, you know, I'm kind of like where you are, I think, a little bit, Ronnie, on these, you know, these UFO UAP phenomena. To me, it seems more interdimensional, transitory, celestial, uh, uh, psychic in a sense, as, yeah. as opposed to just straight nuts and bolts, physical craft from, from God knows where. And, you know, I hear testimony in, in the hearing like this and what they're describing is, is a, uh, is a reverse engineering of an actual craft with piloted occupants. And I'm going, well, God, you know, it just tears me because I'm like, okay, m- maybe that's true too. Or, you know, or because I don't really feel along the lines that that's not the answer. It's not that they're they're looking in the wrong direction. But then I think about something like Roswell and uh, and the crash that happened there. And I go, well, God, that's seems to me to be nuts and bolts with with piloted occupants as well. So I'm constantly going back and forth and torn. I, I you know, I'm torn asunder. I sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck to believe. Yeah. Or, what's going on or where to put my chips and you know and it's it can be frustrating this well, ufo uip topic well not even that even a lot of these bigfoot stories and encounters and reports where you know in pennsylvania 73 the lady pops open her door and she has a shotgun and there's a bigfoot stand there and she blasts it the thing disappears in a flash of light yeah and the next morning her son comes over and they're finding 16 17 inch footprints all around the house circling the house so how the hell does something that disappears in a flash of light generate enough physical form or weight to generate these footprints? Mm-hmm. So they're able to kind of go in between or, or what have you. And UFOs seem to have the same uh, ability. Um, and the whole, I think, the idea, too, about, um, you know, Bigfoot, I think, is the number two around the corner, I, you know, I kind of jokingly and not jokingly, but I, I kind of pushed it out there in social media a month or so ago about Bigfoot disclosure. Like we need to have that. And I wonder if we will hear some stories from some of this um, European UFO stuff that they maybe mention something about a being that's tall and hairy that is connected with a craft or something yeah. like that, which kind of starts to unravel this, this uh, it, onion a little bit, you know, it would really help our podcast. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. The thing too that I want to keep in mind when we talk about like the the congressional hearings, for example, like I'm excited by all this stuff coming yeah. out, but I'm I'm ready for the firsthand witnesses to start start talking because the thing that we have to keep in mind with Grush is like He's hearing a lot of this stuff secondhand, you know, the biologic stuff. Like, I want the people who have seen this stuff to start talking and be able to describe it directly. Sure. Because because I think that's where the credibility really lies for me. And you know this, Ronnie, witnessing stuff yourself and hearing people's stories, YouTube, rise, firsthand accounts of, of Bigfoot. This thing looked like this, but behaved this way. I want this stuff because I feel like the only places we really have it are the Roswell, some of the Roswell affidavits where we talk about the bodies having mouths that have just little pockets. They're just like, they don't go anywhere. There's no esophagus. Mm. There's no genitalia. There's no belly button. They rotted. They smelled weird. So they must be biological, but they also, you also get a sense that they are machine like, machine like, yeah. or, yeah. or genetically created or, or, you know, some sort of replicant made to specifically to be part of the central nervous system of this UFO craft, you know? Mm. So I'm excited to like, let's get, I obviously we have pilots talking about, what they've seen in the sky, but we need to get some firsthand witnesses testifying to Congress about, about what these biologics are exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't, didn't, uh, uh, Graves and, uh, David Fravor, didn't they both have firsthand accounts that they talked about in that hearing? I, I, I believe they, they did. did. No, that's a great point. Absolutely. Okay. They did. Yeah. And they, 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 they saw the craft firsthand and chased it down and they're in there, you know, well, that's uh, what I'm yeah. saying about the craft firsthand, but I'm talking about when it comes to the bodies, when it right. comes to the occupants of these things so far, yeah. this is all second hat, secondhand knowledge. Well, you know? I, I think that I, I think, and this is one point that we haven't really touched on as much yet, but what this congressional hearing has uncovered is is a un, unsupervised government program that's actively like keeping these things hidden and also studying them and, and is, is taking all this funding and like in order that's to get right. things to happen in government it, it comes down to money and now that that's like what this whole whistleblower thing is is that now they're right. like we're blowing we're blowing the whistle on a corruption in the government right and the, the result of that is revealing what that program was doing and that's why this is like such a huge deal because now the government is like taking a, a real look at these programs. And I think that is how we get to see what you're talking about, Michael, like yeah. whoever is behind the curtain, this is the step. But even Grush, I guess what I'm saying is even Grush is hearing this stuff secondhand. He didn't work directly in those programs. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this is, is, this is the doorway towards, yeah. uh, towards yeah. getting and to that. And, next step. And especially going into a presidential election where candidates are going to use this, yeah. By all means. Right. <laughs> so let, let's talk let's talk about uh Bigfoot in 2023. Where are we? Obviously, you guys have been off uh filming a show about this very subject for the past few years. Um, but what methods work in 2023? What methods is it are are is it time to retire? And then what methods should be people using, Ronnie? that you feel like aren't because I feel like maybe using their instinct like you did with this feather sensation and going out and looking into the sky. Maybe there's, maybe there's something to that when, when looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. What can it's the kids great... at home try? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Black magic. Um, <clears throat> I do think it's it's a great question. I do think that we we're realizing that technology, however advanced, helps you get so far, but also seems to be limited in what we can actually do. That they can pick up on this, or they can mess with it. You know, there's a researcher from New Jersey, paranormal researcher that was out looking uh, researching there. There's this portal sees a Bigfoot, it's not looking at him, and he can't get his video camera to work, uh, takes a picture, clear, and this thing turns around, looks at him, takes a picture, blurry. So mm. do they have this ability oh. to mess with the cameras, or are they at a higher vibrational frequency that it's not being able to be picked up by the, the camera? So that's why some faces, some pictures, you see what looks like three faces like going in this weird direction. And I wonder what's kind of going on with that. So I think uh, reconnecting on a spiritual and um, nature level, Mm. I've, I've found psychic mediums, empaths, people that are connected to animals, nature seem to have way more sightings, gifting, all this kind of stuff happening than somebody out there with a shotgun trying to <laughs> hey, trying to get I one of these why. things that, that makes you sense know? it's almost it's, as if the shotgun says don't come yeah, anywhere near yeah. me <laughs> want to play you know um so I, I think some of those methods kind of getting back to that and just like you know you hear some of these stories where just setting up a campfire and breaking out an acoustic guitar and singing and and hanging out and laughing and then suddenly there's a a silhouette by the tree line watching, you know, so they're kind of like that in a way. It's 100%, like hundred percent. Of course yeah. you do. It's curiosity. It's like, Oh, Hey, you guys hanging out. <laughs> and, and I do think the, you know, the process of what people have talked about, uh, I've been doing all these like library talks on a weekly basis throughout Massachusetts, like this little library tour. And uh, it's been pretty amazing where people are sharing their personal experiences and, Everyone in the audience is blown away that people are seeing you, you know, Bigfoot and UFOs stuff like in their town, and they're like, "What?" And uh, but the the stories that are coming out that people are experiencing are pretty amazing. But they're also seem to be the people that are having those experiences seem to be, um, oh yeah, we've we've seen UFOs, you know, as kids, and then they have a big right. experience. So mm. there there definitely seems to be some inner. Uh, connection correlation with that and then and then also on the spiritual level too like you know Betty Andreessen and and you know growing up Christian I you know that was kind of my thing too is growing up um went from Catholic to like a Pentecostal and it, there seemed to be a weird spiritual tug of war happening uh when that tra- transition occurred like we're mm-hmm. seeing weird stuff in the house and you know Interesting. Uh, you know my, my mom would equate it to demonically being attacked you know this kind of stuff so where for me it was kind of like i don't know if it's we can label it that just yet you know because Mm -hmm. i i have these other experiences um and i'm mystified and energized that there's this magic around us that's happening that we don't see all the time that 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 just kind of like charges me up and i'm ready to, to keep on going so i i hope to see more of this shit (laughs) What about using, I've always been curious about taking something like an Ouija board out into the woods and trying to contact uh, Bigfoot with an Ouija board. Do you think that would work? We, Ouija boards, for whatever reason, 
I don't like them. Yeah. I, I I That's why I asked and, this question. And, and the I got the impression is, you might not not be in a, into them. And, and the reason being is, I, I think it was because at a young age in school, there was several girls that were using one at different parties. And I remember like lifting the table and seeing stuff like that. But I just, there was something, and it may be that, again, my um, my religious upbringing, where it's like instantly, like, if it's not of God, it's of, of the devil kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but the idea of like you're essentially creating a portal that some people don't necessarily know how to. You might open it, and then ah uh, shit, how do I lock this thing? Ah, it's fine. Right. And then shit's right. coming coming through. So that's that's the aspect of it that um, I don't like. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a popular. I don't know. Opinion. I don't know enough about it, but yeah. no, that's a. Po- I'm just trying to think of like occult tools or methods outside the ordinary that you might use, you know, instead of using a, a speaker with Bigfoot howls, why yeah. not try a different, you know, you I know, like the idea of like a, an animal psychic, you know, bring an animal psychic out into the woods. It seems like I, they honestly, would be able to connect pretty well. I, I, I agree with that. I think also like, you know, dowsing rods I've, I've used, which are really interesting when it comes to energy and even bringing um, someone that is, of native american descent that is connected that that we could you know hey how do we how do we kind of tap in like a shaman that can help us kind of tap in a little bit more on the spiritual side of things um because people it's interesting people just really seem to connect with the idea that bigfoot could be this interdimensional alien type thing it, it would explain the the lack of bones and body bodies and the blurry videos and photos, uh, they're almost accepting of that idea, uh, that concept. And I wonder if that's because it's closer to the truth than most other concepts when it comes to Bigfoot. But I think so. I think so. I think more and more stories are coming out that associate these types of sightings with these, with these hairy cryptids, with other aspects of high strangeness. And, you know, unfortunately, like, most of the database, like stuff from the the BFRO, you know, mm. they they exclude that stuff. Oh yeah, they know, scrub that, it that, out. Yeah, they absolutely scrub yep. it out. So all those reports are just your standard Bigfoot sighting, and anything that had any sort of stranger aspect of Bigfootery, as I call it, uh, yeah. go along with one of those incidents or accounts that was tossed in the in the waste paper basket, and you know that's the real that's really the type of stuff that I like. Is because I think in those types of stories and experiences uh, is where you're going to find the good clues that can help us maybe scratch the surface a little bit more and get to the bottom of of what's really taking place here. Because I think we can all sort of agree that, uh, well, I hope we can, that it's not just some, you know, undiscovered North American wood ape. You know what I mean? It, that, yeah. that that just has eluded us for the last That needs to be years. a ringtone at this point. But yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, say it definitely. in the same tone every time with the same mm-hmm. rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Be, oh, okay, it, Grandpa. Well, yeah, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> it's, some, it's something else. There's a bigger yeah. mystery at play. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's connected to this, what we're calling the UAP phenomena mm. as well. There, There's more to this story. And, 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 and even to add on a little bit to what you were saying, Ronnie, I think there, this, it does have some aspect to do with our, with our psychology collective and individual. Yeah. We are participants yeah. We are participants in the world of high strangeness. So uh, you take us out, and then uh, you take the experience out. They won't. Very happen. true. It needs yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Ronnie, usually on expert episodes, we don't do this, but because it's you and because it's heading, we're heading towards the end of Big Harry Summer, I thought it'd be really fun to go back and play this game with you. I'm going to go down a list of phenomenon rapid fire style. If you're open okay. to it, you're going to say, believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. Okay. This is a game that we like to call Big Harry Bullshit or Believe It. <laughs> All right, Ronnie LeBlanc, on your mark, get set, ghosts. Believe it. Bigfoot. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Mothman. Believe it. Dogman. Believe it. Batsquatch. Bullshit. Harry alien UFO knots. Believe it. The Beast of Galvadon, the big wolf that was killing people in France oh, 300 believe years it. ago. Believe it. Goatman. Bullshit. Momo, the Bigfoot of Missouri. Believe it. The Yowie, the Bigfoot of Australia. Believe it. The Jersey Devil. Believe it. Mystery Big Cats. Believe it. Sasquatch. Believe it. Bigfoot bodies were recovered after the eruption of Mount St. Helens. Believe it. Bigfoot creatures have penetrated the subterranean infrastructure of Edwards Air Force Base. Believe it. You, Ronnie LeBlanc, could outsmart a werewolf. Bullshit. Interdimensional Sasquatch. (laughs) Believe it. Telepathic Sasquatch. Believe it. Invisible Sasquatch. Believe it. Bigfoot looks blurry in every photo because he is blurry. Believe it. Finally, in our original timeline, the famous Bear family's last name was spelled Berenstein, not Berenstain. Believe it. I do remember that as a child. <laughs> I do okay. remember it. And great. I was like, no, this is not right. <laughs> Got it. Great. Well, great job. I want to go back. Bat Squatch gets a no from, from Ronnie. I, I I guess I haven't heard enough for you know if you told me that you know the the pink donkey of Utah, um, okay. I I guess I haven't heard enough or seen anything credible enough to say oh yeah that's possibly happening here. Okay, but okay, all right, fair enough. Who am I to say? Fair enough. Uh, you were a big believe it on the Edwards Air Force Base story, which obviously yes. you're familiar with. Yes, there was a story about uh you know the. I believe the supervisor to the military police telling the uh, the guys that work in the third shift with their starlight scopes as they're monitoring the base, if they witness any tall, hairy creatures wo- roaming the, the base to observe and not engage. Yeah. So wow. observe they did. Ronnie <laughs> LeBlanc, thank you so much for being here. Time just flies by when you're really? in the clubhouse. It's crazy. Oh, I love um, ha- having the, the time to chat with you guys about this stuff. It's always it's always so much fun. Where can people find your show? And you know, we're not allowed, it's things are tricky with us here, yeah. Uh during the strike, but uh as as a non-SAG after member. Uh, in a non-SAG after show, where can people find that? <laughs> We're just covering our bases here. <laughs> uh, so my website, RonnieLeBlanc.com, uh, my socials, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and I'm doing a series of talks throughout uh, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and some other states, library talks that are free to the public. Cool. Uh, but then uh, Expedition Bigfoot is 
finally coming out for season four on Discovery Channel, uh, August 30th. And then uh, Paranormal Con on Camera is currently airing right now, season six and on if, Travel Channel. If people wanted to catch up on Expedition Bigfoot, where might they be able to find past You seasons? can, uh, yeah, Discovery Plus. Uh, it's on the new Max platform, uh, which the show is going to be aired on as well, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and even Prime, Amazon Prime, you can go and, and find it there as well. Fantastic. Well, Great. thanks so you much. You said it, we didn't. Yeah, you yeah. said it, we didn't. <laughs> thanks so much for being here. Can't wait to check out all your work and your upcoming work. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Pricey. All right, everybody. You know what to do. Don't forget to click that follow button on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app so you never miss a single episode of BCC. We want to hear from you. Please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we might read it on the show like this one. This is from uh, Marcus J. Williams, my favorite podcast. I first started listening to BCC at the beginning of the pandemic, and immediately it was a light and dark times. Quickly, it became my all-time favorite podcast. They are hilarious, well-knowledged in high strangeness, and seem like all-around great guys. Recently, I went through a bad breakup, and the first thing I did was take the plunge and join their Patreon of BCC The Other Side, and was not disappointed. Once again, the BCC boys are getting me through another dark time in my life, and for that I thank them. Much Aww. love and five stars. Woo. Oh, man. Hang in love there. That. You'll get through thank it. Thank you so yeah, much, Yeah, you man. got it, Marcus. No worries, man. And, yeah. and glad thank we've been helping you, and, and glad to see you over on the other side. Yeah, if you want to be like Marcus and join us over on the other side, check out our Patreon, unlock three bonus episodes every month, or our entire, and our entire, I should say, episode library. You get mm -hmm. access to the BCC Discord, discounts on merch, and much more. So upgrade if you want to to the Cosmic tier, where you can unlock three additional BCC soundtracks by Riley. All of that is over at patreon.com slash a Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, and if you do sign up, one of the perks is we're going to shout your name out on the air like this. Nicholas Metric. Thank you. Wyvon Bullen. Thank you. Shadowman Cosmeteer. Thank you, Shadowman. Welcome. Tom Alexander. Thanks, Tom. Darren Solier. Thank you. Shane Fanoi Moana. Thank you, Shane. Una Rose. Thank you, Una. Jurassic Mark, back again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jurassic. Stay this time. <laughs> Heather Condit. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. And Ben Spencer, Cosmeteer. Thank you, Ben. Welcome. As I mentioned before, follow us on Bigfoot Collectors Club and on Threads and Instagram and at BCC Pod on TikTok. Write to us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com with your personal paranormal stories. Follow me on Instagram at McMills. And since I'm not plugging my own stuff, uh, let me plug one more time our friend Sun Eaters, who wrote the theme song to this show, Come Alone. He's usually, you know, you're not hearing it this summer, but you hear it in every other season. Uh, Sun Eaters are playing in Chicago this weekend alongside tours at Phyllis's Musical Inn in Chicago, August 12th. That's this weekend. Band start at 8 p.m. So go check them out. Also, check out Somewhere in the Skies, a great podcast by our friend Ryan Sprague, mm -hmm. who wrote that article for the New York Post. If you want to be following and up to date with everything that's coming out in this UFO news, honestly, that's the best podcast to, to follow. So shout out to Ryan Sprague's Somewhere in the Skies. Go follow him right now.
Yeah, and hey, I'm sure you've been following the news. We are in the middle of a writers and actors strike, and all three of us are hardworking union members. So one great way to support us during these tough times is just, you know, join our Patreon. If you've thought about it but haven't had a reason to commit, this is that reason. Uh, (laughs) We need you, and we want you over there to join our our incredible community. So do that. Give us a, a join over there. Appreciate you. Here, here. And uh, jumping in on plugging other people's things, I just wanted to give a shout out to Jeremy Corbell, uh, who you will see if you watch the congressional hearing, which is totally worth watching, by the way, is sitting in the front row for like most of it. And um, I, I, I hit him up and I was like, dude, it's amazing to see you sitting there. Like you, you were a part of, you know, why, why these things are coming to light. You, you've been pushing, you've been poking the bear. And uh, I came to find out that he he actually he provided testimony to Congress as well. He wrote a great letter uh, to Congress about the whole thing that uh, was published by Fox News of all places. I mean, whatever your opinions are, they published our friend. He wrote a great letter to Congress. It's historic. It's absolutely worth reading. So uh, you should really just ch- check that out if you want to dive in deeper. He's um, he's been a part of this whole thing for a long time. And uh, it's uh, it's cool to have a friend on the inside. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. We've had him on a couple times. Go check out his movies if you haven't already. Patient 17, uh, The Bob Lazar, mm-hmm. and uh, Secrets of Skinwalker. Great as well guy, as his podcast guy. with uh, George Knapp, Weaponized. Weaponized, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So, great. Love it. Also, don't forget, Bigfoot Collectors Club, Bigfoot's Birthday Bash, live in downtown Los Angeles at 2-Bit Circus, August 24th. Get your live stream tickets on popsylounge.com. Make sure you're following us on all the socials for updates on that. We'll see you then. Uh, Until next time, good night. And go get regressed. Bigfoot Collectors Club is executive produced by Michael McMillan, Riley Bray, and Bryce Johnson. Our show is engineered, produced, and scored by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters. Follow them on Spotify. Want more BCC? For exclusive full-length episodes every month and total access to the other side, check out patreon.com slash bigfootcollectorsclub. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. 
It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.